You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. And for today, that was our intro <laughs> because we're was, just, you know what? That we're was changing our theme it up. song for we're today. We're just changing it up. That's it. That's, just, that's, that's all. all it is. That's all it is. It's a thing. Wait, hold on. Are you ready? Ready? Ready to do the theme song again? I am. Because I okay. got this. I got that. Wait, you have to give us a little bit of time. Oh, Let okay. Let me stall for six we... seconds. Okay. Because this Remember, is very specific. you are listening to Outspoken. Okay. Well, there, that, that's... <laughs> <laughs> so well, you're good. You're that good. That was so disappointing. That wasn't a bad... I feel like you built it up and it was like bad sex. <laughs> it just, wow. you know... Just, wow. Well, I know you don't know anything about that this weekend. So that's fine. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you broke Kurt. <laughs> not saying Did I break anything, Kurt? but yeah, I don't. So. Oh, Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Um, Anyways, hey, as always, it is your hot mess Sunday, and we are here. I think you should just let the let the theme song go. No, I know. I'm letting it go, but you know how it goes, where you have to make sure everything happens. Yeah. I know. Anyways, I, you're back. Again, hey, you know, you know what? Today's going to be a bit messy, but that's okay because we're well. Hot here's the Sunday. exciting part about Hot Mess Sunday today yeah. is you and I. It's been a year. It's been a year. You and I leave this show, and just like last year, we run over to the venue, and we are hosting emceeing. We are the Red Ribbon Gala for Spokane AIDS Network. Yeah, so it's their big yearly event. Mm -hmm. We're going to be there. It's going to be at 304 West Pacific Avenue. It's at the historic Washington Cracker Company building. It is. It starts at 4.30. Yes. And you know what? You can get tickets at the door. Yes, They are at the door, and they're discounted. I know. And so here's the thing. You should probably go. I'm yeah, just you, I'm just saying you have to go. I mean, so Come see us. So show up, see us. We're going to be on stage. We're hey, we're also going to be watching the Oscars live. Yeah. There's a big screen behind our faces, basically. Mm-hmm. When we're, so we will be thrown off stage every time the Oscars go. <laughs> and we're fine with that. We've yeah. agreed to this, so don't yeah. think it's it's a bad thing. No, I'm actually excited. We were there helping mm-hmm. set up yesterday. We were great silent auction items that are going, and you and I are going to be doing the whole live auction thing. Yeah, we think maybe we have got. A good plan for it. We think that. We think that. You Kurt's shaking us. his head. Kurt's not certain, but we you know what? We hit the stage and it's who knows what happens. Right. But the thing is, we hit the stage and we're always good anyways. We're always oh, funny. We're always I'm entertaining. There. Yes. So we'll be there. We'll do that. That's we will thing. just charm. Yeah. You know. You kind of have to. Uh, what happened this week to us that was so exciting, Jonathan? I can't talk about part of it, but... No, um, you can't <laughs> talk about any of it. I'm not asking. I'm, I'm talking about us. Right? What Damn. happened to us? I don't know. I'm trying to think. That's, oh, that I was thought a, that was, was a question. That, was a, that no. thought was a prompt. Like we, we had a meeting. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, you and it. I met down at. So you and I try to first of all prep for the show. Of course, we always do that. And then because it's a big event and mm-hmm. we're being asked to do it, we brought, so we met down at the Rocket Bakery, which if down you by Brown's there, edition. Yes, if you haven't been there, it's pretty great. It's a cute little area. We also. Oh, yeah. oh no, that was a few weeks ago where we met at Rockwood. It was like a, I, yeah. a little over a, a week. A little ago. over well, a week. That was a good time. So too, we're doing the whole. See, now that the sun is coming out, we're doing mm. our whole coffee tour again. We are. Where we I like love. to go. Yes, and you and I haven't done coffee mm. like moments <laughs> in forever. In a while, and you know, I love doing coffee with anyone, but I love yes. doing coffee with you because yes. it's first of all coffee, so yes. awesome. Number we one. always pick great, great places to go. Always, always love it. And we sit down and we're like, well, I have half an hour. And then by 9 p.m. the next day, we're like, well, maybe we should go. We, that was a we should thing. wrap it up. I also love that we go in with the mission. Like, we're we like, do. we're going to talk about this. And then it takes us eight hours to get to that because it we does, have all yeah. these other things. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, because we we ended up nerding out over politics. Oh, we so did. Oh, and nerding so did. out over politics is sometimes means a good thing. Sometimes it means basically just trying not to panic. Yeah, right. And that's basically kind of right a little now. bit what it turned into. Yeah, <laughs> but it was um, fun. You told me you need to not listen to news every day. Exactly. It's good to be I was informed. A little freaking out. It's great to be informed, but you have yeah. to take your breaks. Keep yeah. your sanity. It's the way only way. I'm, and two mm-hmm. days is the world's not going to end with I because I didn't listen to the news for two days. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it might, but you know what? You don't need to hear it. If it's ending, you <laughs> don't want to hear know about it. it. You right? Just, it's, and I would like fine. to say that the guy I'm dating would like to yeah. thank you for that advice because he agrees. Oh, good. You're welcome. I'm guy not an overdater by any means. <laughs> Eric is the yeah. guy I'm dating. Eric, um, you're welcome. Yeah, right? So, yeah, so we did that. That was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. We kind of got some ducks in a row. Um, we've started our coffee tour, so if you're out and about, you will most likely run into us. Uh, mm-hmm. Please feel free to say hi. Um, Always. Other than that, then we set up yesterday. We went down there and set up for the event. You met Eric. I did, and yeah. Eric is a lovely, lovely guy. So He's a sweetheart. Good job. Good right? Job. I've approved. I know, and that's important. Yeah. So, so there you go. Kurt met him. Kurt was on our first date with us. Wow. <laughs> you know what? That I'm going to give is... some advice. Never. No. Never. Not Kurt. <laughs> Anyone else but, but Kurt. But you know how you can continue to date a guy if they survive that. Yeah. So obviously. And see? I'm surprised he did. That's <laughs> what. Here's the thing. When I first mer- met Kurt, I couldn't survive. <laughs> I had to take a week off. And Therapy. then he reappeared in my life. And I was like, I stop. Know. What are you doing to me? Therapy everywhere. Yeah. That's oh, what that is. Yeah. I know. So I was looking back at our past over. Because you know how Facebook keeps saying. I, I hate, but I love it. Your, yeah, love it, whatever. But I was mm-hmm. looking back to your first show before you were even considered to be on our show oh yeah two years ago yeah now, so that came up ago, yeah. and i was looking at that that's it's crazy first of all you looked like you were you know maybe 10 yeah and I, then mm-hmm. yeah and just a whole other world yeah to watch how you well and not only come. that but uh just who i was was a completely different world it, I, that was a remembering back to that that was a hard hard time for me and Very. wow and wow. it was just, it was pre the worst. Oh, pre the worst. Exactly. Yeah. That was, it was just going right into the storm. Yeah. And now look at you. I crazy. know. Look at and that. then I was remembering something you can watch. People have been asking me a lot about, are you boys going to do more videos? Mm-hmm. People, you all have been very kind and you you liked our uh, our promos that we did for the Red Ribbon Gala. And our apologies that number four did not come out and it won't. It'll be in a vault somewhere and you'll it'll be like 20 years from now. They'll just unveil it. Reappear. Yeah. yeah. Due to some technical issues. But people have really enjoyed it. It's sad. It was a good one. Yeah, it's but two, a little over two years ago, almost mm-hmm. three, you were cast in a sitcom that I had written. Yeah. And you were cast as uh, my character's best friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how we got to know each other. Well, it was a scheme, and it was a plot by you to I know. actually make you my best friend. I didn't because, yeah, even know did. I wanted you to be my best friend, but you did. And then it just—it yeah. was like, yeah, it's like my brain was like, no, this is <laughs> cast him and make it so. Yeah, yeah. and it worked. Yeah. I am an evil genius. Although you tried to do that with somebody who you were going to kiss, but that didn't work so <laughs> no, well. No, that didn't happen so, as much. Okay. Yeah, right. you know, I, I, I if you it. write your own show, <laughs> you can like make out with hottie. You can do whatever you want. It's your show. It is. So that's so in that aspect. We're re- we're rebooting. We are. We're re- <laughs> because rebooting because I it. would like to write some fabulous things mm-hmm. for me. But so people who have been asking if there's going to be more video things from the future, uh, it is. There are going to be, and we're actually rebooting the show. And in the next couple of weeks, we're shooting a little side thing to the original sitcom, which is almost not quite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're basing it on our two characters to kind yep. of re yep. get the waters warm for 
shooting the sitcom. It is the called full shoot. Yeah. Jay and Todd. It's awkward. And it and, is, and it's it great, it's and awesome. it's fabulous. It is a team awkward. Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to make this happen. Um, obviously, it was exciting when it was first happening, and yeah, then um, it was a few things kind of went out of place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but Bell's palsy. I ended up because yeah. if you're gonna be Jonathan, you're gonna be dramatic. Yeah, and so get Bell's palsy, and you can't do anything for sixty days at least. Yeah, so. before yeah. You don't want to get up in front of the camera and only half your face works. I mean, you could. That could be a, could. a character trait. Or you only yeah. shoot from like the the right side, <laughs> just one side. Constantly. And you're always having your hand on your face. Yeah, like you're right. Just, exactly. You're always tired. Yeah, <laughs> always I'm so, so tired. tired. And then you realize that's not a very funny sitcom. No. So if you're always tired, what? Yeah, yeah just yeah. constant. So, anyways, that is a new project the, from the boys that mm-hmm, is coming out, mm-hmm. and um. As always, we're just going to continue to be fabulous. We are going to talk some politics today. Uh, we do talk. have two really cool guests. Mm-hmm. Um, and in just a few minutes, we're going to have the uh, Hall of Fame, a coach, um, amazing person, the first trans man to um, qualify for the men's U.S. national team as a triathlete. And uh, we're going to have Chris Mosier on and kind of talk to him about what that experience has been like. Yes. Because um, yes. some rules had to change from the International Olympic committee the ioc in order to clear it clear the way for chris to compete in Mm -hmm. this year's Mm -hmm. event so that's kind of exciting i'm excited to talk to to him he's going to be very an interesting guest uh lots of perspective uh lots more work and conversations in the trans community yeah exactly so we're gonna do that and then of course in the second hour our guest is going to be dylan vox who is an actor you probably know from Mm -hmm. dante's cove uh charlie david who's been on the show was one of the stars of that Uh, The Lair, uh, a really great movie I watched a few years ago called uh, Longhorns, which is a gay romantic comedy. It is, yeah. Indie film, a lot of fun. Anyway, so we're going to have actor Dylan Vox on the show and talk to him. And let me tell you, that man's done everything. It's fascinating because I look at his life and I'm like, I'll change elements of it, but that's what I want to do. I want to do this, 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 this. And the fact that he's just like, I'll just do what I want. Yeah. I'm just going to be awesome at anything. You know, That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk to him and see see his take on it's the, an exciting show today on the world um let's take a quick music break before okay. we continue on to that of course tonight uh are the oscars if you didn't know that is what the red I ribbon gal is for yeah the oscars are tonight gaga gaga's nominated so we're going to uh nominate her to play on our show right now yes we are um and this is going to be actually the song that she's nominated for uh called till it happens to you and pop quiz out there message us if you know what movie she wrote the song for yeah her and diane warren wrote this together wrote this together what movies what movie let's hear it all right while we listen to this song you are back with kyrs medical lake spokane 88.1 and 92.3 fm and did anybody get where that song is from lady gaga is nominated tonight for an academy award for that song his original song that she wrote with Diane Warren, and it was used in the documentary film Hunting Ground, which is about college campus rape. So pretty serious, beautiful song. Very beautiful. Very, Love very Love that. Well, now we actually have our spotlight guest I with know. us today. Chris Mosier is a Hall of Fame athlete, coach, and a leader in the movement for LGBT inclusion in athletics. Chris made history last year by becoming the first transgender man to make a men's U.S. national team. Scheduled to compete this June, his inclusion came under some question due to the International Olympic Committee policy around participation of transgender athletes. Those rules are now finally changing, and we're bringing Chris Mosier on the show to talk to us about just that. Chris, are you there? 
Yes, hello. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for taking time out to be with us. We really appreciate it. Let's start with this with this sport with this men's national team can you first explain to our listeners what you do as a triathlete and the amount of work it takes to get on the men's u.s national team absolutely so i'm actually so i would consider myself a triathlete but Mm -hmm. i'm on the men's u.s national team for duathlon okay which is run bike run so triathlon is swim bike run and this is run bike run uh, to get on this team, it's essentially going to the national championship race and competing there and placing in the top percent of your age group in order to compete in the world and make the U.S. national team. So I had to place in the top eight cool. of my men's 35, uh, sorry, yeah, 35 to 39 category. <laughs> forgot how old I was there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, place in that top eight and so then only the top uh, so many folks get to go and, and compete on the national team. Sure, right. and that's pretty amazing. And it's, so, I read an, uh, an ESPN ESPN article that basically followed you one day when you were training. It it sounds brutal. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> so it takes quite a lot of discipline and effort. And honestly, the word elite athlete has been used in the same sentence as your name. And it sounds like I mean, you really do have to be a hundred percent committed to something like this. Yeah, I would love to be a professional athlete. I'm not. I actually have a day job and a couple of side coaching jobs. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being an athlete is is very important to me, but it doesn't mm-hmm. pay the bills. Right, so, it's a, right. you know, it's a balance of being able to put the time and dedication into mm-hmm. competing and mm-hmm. training for those competitions, but also knowing that I have to feed myself and yeah. so still doing the the other stuff that I need to do. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a time consuming um hobby, I would say. <laughs> Absolutely. Now as the first trans male to make it through uh to the men's US national team, how do you see your success in terms of responsibility to advocate from the trans for the trans uh trans community? So that's a, I mean that's a great way to phrase it, right? Is mm-hmm. that I I feel like I have both a deep want, like a desire to, yeah, and also yeah. a, a need and obligation to be a role model and to be a person that people can look to. Uh, a lot of a lot of what I talk about is about how my experience was that I didn't have a transgender athlete role model that I could look to mm-hmm. when I was thinking mm-hmm. about transitioning. And so, you know, I wasn't sure, will I be able to even compete after I transition? I've never seen a trans man uh, do a medical con- uh, medical transition and then compete with other men at a high level. Right. And being a competitive person was very much a part of my identity and a part of what I wanted my future to be. And so I really had to negotiate that. So making the men's U.S. national team and really the, the entire year leading up to that race to make the team, I was really thinking that I'm ready for this. Sure. I'm both ready for the competition and I'm ready for whatever sort of public thing that comes afterwards right. so that I can be the person that I wish that I had when I was younger. Right. And I, what was I it? I want to be that person mm-hmm. for young trans athletes to look right. to and say, you know, it is possible for me to do this. Sure. And being that that was, is such an important thing and you, you recognize the weight of this, this accomplishment, knowing that before this, there wasn't that for other young trans people. What was it like to actually hear that your training had paid off and you had made the team? You know, I, 
they give you the results right at the finish line, which is one of the most oh. amazing things and, and kind of nerve-wracking things, sort yeah, of like yeah. being at the starting line all over again. And so I had a good sense that I was in a good position when I came in to switch from the bike to the run mm-hmm. because you can see everybody else's bikes in the transition area. Mm-hmm. So mentally I was kind of counting bikes, like am I making the team right now? And then you start the run, and the run is very short and very fast in the race that I was in, mm-hmm. uh, it's about a mile and a half. And I think I was doing you know, six minute miles or something like oh, wow. that already very tired. Yeah. Um, yeah. And definitely. And definitely slowed down, but you know, I was counting people and being like, okay, I can't let anybody pass me. And if I don't pass anybody else, I don't know what's going to happen. So I crossed the finish line and walked over to the tent. I got my little receipt. It really comes out like a little receipt <laughs> sure, sure. and, you know, grabbed it, walked away from everybody else and just looked at it. And that was the moment that I saw that I made the team. And I mean, it was just, I I can't even put it into words. It was amazing because it represents so much to me. And I I understand it represents a lot to many other people as well. That it really does open doors for other trans athletes to know that this is possible. Absolutely, it does. And I mean, that's such an incredible moment to know you're on the team. Now, you know, during the training process, the competing or, you know, the winning processes, um, do you, did you ever see a large amount of opposition from people and organizations or have most of your merits been met with wide support? It's very interesting as a trans man right. that I, and, and not interesting and not surprising at all, um, um, given that I inherited a lot of male privilege when I transitioned. Right. And while I'm still a trans man, and trans folks face discrimination all the time. As as a trans man, I face a lot less discrimination both in life and in sports than transgender women do. Sure. And so for me, my experience has been very different than the experiences that we've heard of transgender women like Fallon Fox, like yep. Chloe Johnson, who have faced you know very great um, opposition in their ability to compete in, in their sports. For me, a lot of people were just like, ah, he's a trans guy. He's not going to do well. Like, right. whatever, just let him play. And when I started to do well, the, the sort of reaction from both my competitors, from spectators, from supporters was very positive. I've had men who I've beaten come up to me and say, mm. congratulations, find me on Facebook later on, and then, nice. and then say, like, your story is awesome. You know, I'm really proud of you, that sort wow. of stuff. So it's been a really positive experience for the most part. There are a couple of... Uh, folks who have something to say about it, but I think there will always be those people. Yeah, and it sure. just motivates me to work harder. Exactly. Now, did you expect some of the pushback that that came from the IOC because of the rules they had at that time, or was it a surprise? Or kind of how did that play out? Because I know it made last year kind of so uncertain. Yeah. So I knew that there was going to be this sort of, and it wasn't even really pushback. It was just that the policy in place, it was more like a wall than a push, I would say. And I kind of, you know, ran up against this wall. And it was part of the reason I really wanted to make Team USA last year is because I knew this was a great time to push against this policy and to make change. And I really just thought that they just needed a trans athlete who was there in that position to say, here's my name, here's my face. We need to make a change to this policy that you know uh, is is ridiculous and and isn't fair for athletes. So that was kind of the position that I was in. Sure, right. Well, you know, you're a renowned uh, personal trainer. 
uh, best named best personal trainer by Northeast by Competitor uh, Magazine, included in the Advocates 40 Under 40 and the Trans 100 list. So how do you get you know over the everyday hurdles that face you both as a trans man and as a personal trainer and achieve such a high level of recognition? I think for I don't really think about it a whole lot in that one thing that trans folks have is a lot of perseverance, and I feel like that's really helped me as an athlete as well. Just because a lot of being a, a great athlete mm-hmm. is persevering through bad workouts, through tough workouts, and just you know having a, a goal in mind. And my goal for my daily life is just to kind of be the best person that I can be and have the best relationships with other people that I can have. So uh, I, I try to take that very positive approach in in my life, in my personal training sessions. Right. You know, I have to say it's been really amazing to be able to be a coach and a trainer uh, in New York City, where I'm at right now, and that I'm actually training a young trans kid right now. And that has been the most rewarding experience that oh, they wow. found yeah. me through my website, transathlete.com, mm-hmm. and asked for recommendations and started to work with me. And it's been so cool to be able to have that sort of relationship with a, with a young trans person who wants to do fitness stuff but wasn't sure if they could with a cisgender yeah. trainer, didn't feel comfortable. Right. So, you know, I think for me it's just being the best person that I can be and seeing how that kind of plays out. It, it, in my daily life, it's, um, you know, day by day. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and, you know, you just mentioned that you, you know, you have your website, you know, you do a lot of work in support of trans athletes, and in the LGBT inclusion policies in athletics, you you push for those. How do you think sports are doing now, like all the whole, you know, horizon of sports, and how far do you think we have to go? Uh, it's hard, you know, we, we end up in these positions where people say, oh, it's so much better than it was before, right? right? Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean that it's great for everyone. Right. Just this week, Texas passed a policy that said that transgender student-athletes in high schools have to, be, have to play on the team with their birth certificate. Right. So that means that a trans man, like say I was in high school, mm-hmm. that I would have to play on a women's team. And that's not very supportive or inclusive for transgender athletes. It can be really damaging for them. And what it does is it takes people out of sports. Yes. We find so many young trans and gender nonconforming high school students or middle school students don't do PE and they don't do sports because they feel out of place, they feel not included, or they're Mm -hmm. just not included, period, by the policies. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think that there are several states out there that have no policies for high school athletes, and there are several that have really bad policies. So starting the change there would be great because those are the young people who should mm-hmm. be able to play mm-hmm. sports. Exactly. You know, in the in the professional leagues, we still have a long ways to go, but that's going to happen after we have the support of young athletes who then can continue to perfect their their craft and and feel like they can be included in the college level and then up to the pro level. So, you know, it makes sense to me that that we're kind of at where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. But what I'm really hoping is that both my experience and the policy change with the International Olympic Committee can start to change policies across the board because it's really going to have a trickle-down effect, I think. People look to the Olympics as the gold standard of sports. And so if they include trans athletes, you know, why shouldn't Texas high school include trans athletes? So I think that we are... 
uh, in the trans athlete area, we're making progress in general LGBT sports. I think that we're making progress. I think that we're going to continue to work on it until we have general acceptance. Exactly. And it takes people as bold yeah. as you are to help, you know, and as loud as we are yeah. to, to help continue to push Absolutely. that Absolutely. And right. hopefully we keep having these people and these conversations. Those are very important. Now, here at Outspoken, as we wrap up, uh, you know, we love to get healthy, or at least we love to try to get healthy, <laughs> uh, and we make challenges for ourselves. Um, what's one thing that you think is key to better one's health, and how do you uh, think that we can do that in our everyday lives? Absolutely. I would say consistency okay. is the key to one's health. And so even if you just do a little bit more today than you did yesterday, mm-hmm. then that's, that's going to get you on progress. You have to think that change can happen right now, right? I can change my behavior right now. I can not go eat the ice cream right. in the freezer, or I can just not buy the ice cream next time. Right, right? so it's yeah. not an option. Yeah. Right, but, but I think, you know, it's like, um, here's one simple thing that you and your listeners can do that will change your life completely. Drink more water. Oh. To say that I can tell my, my athletes I train, myself, my partner, everyone in the world can just drink a little bit more water. So if you drink a little more water today than you did yesterday, you're going to be in good shape. Wow. Um, and okay. see, that's something I can do in my day. So I can, yeah. it, it makes me Simple. feel like I can accomplish something. Just so, drink water. Start small, you know. So, yeah. right? The work that you're doing now is going to show up in four weeks, right? So the training right. that I'm doing now is, is going to take effect. I'm actually going to see these results next month. So you kind of have to keep that forward oh. mindset that just do a little bit more every day. Right, I, I send a couple of emails to people about policies every day. I reach out to a couple of LGBT athletes every day. And in one month, that's going to make a really big change. That's an amazing way to look at it. I feel like you can use wow. that in many aspects of life. You know, that's pretty amazing. Absolutely. Oh, I love Absolutely. that. Now, you are, so everything's good and you are going to be competing in June, correct? Yeah, so the one thing that I'm waiting on now is just the medical clearance. Um, mm-hmm. Anyone who takes testosterone, which mm-hmm. is a performance-enhancing substance, right. needs sure. to be cleared by the, um, by the organization, essentially. I've been cleared by the United States to use testosterone and compete in races mm-hmm. in America. I have not been cleared to do international races yet. They want extra sort of documentation. Right. So essentially, I'm at a point where I just need... Uh, a big report from myself and my doctors. I have no doubt that that will be cleared because I'm within my normal ranges. Everything is as it should be. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready to book tickets this week. I'm nice. Excited. That's awesome. Well, can't well, wait to see you. I there. know. Yeah. We're we're watching you. And so we're going to, we wish you all the luck in June when it happens. And then we're going to follow up with you uh, for what it was like to actually do this, really this huge goal of yours. So Chris, thank you so much for taking time to be on Outspoken today. Thanks so much. Please have me back after June. We you will. got it. You got nothing, it. Nothing yep. but gold there. Yes. All right. And I'm going to go drink right. some water. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you have a wonderful day, sir. You too. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye. Bye-bye. And that was, if you're just joining us, that was the athlete himself, Chris Mosier. He's a Hall of Fame athlete, coach, and a leader in the movement for LGBT inclusion. And, and athletics made history last year uh, when he was named as one of the team members of the men's U.S. national team. So there was a lot of controversy last yes. year on whether they would let him. He's going. It's going to happen in June. We're going to watch to see how it goes. It's such a change. So, such a change from the last Olympics when we weren't watching because they were in, in Russia Sochi. and yeah. that was all going down. Exactly. But this year, 
We even have a trans man right? from the U.S. And competing. the International awesome. Olympic Committee has uh, changed their rules for transgender participation. Isn't that great? And Isn't that's, that great? Yeah. And it's being, that's awesome. they're trying to be more fair. We yeah. do want to thank our friends over at the CCE Sports Network for helping us hook up that great interview with a mm-hmm. very inspiring athlete and leader in the LGBT community. So thank you to them for doing that. Thank you. Thank you all we around. We take a break. We should. Now, we just, uh, our first break was with Lady Gaga and her nomination for the Oscar. Yes. You know what? It's time to play uh, my husband, Sam Smith. Yes. Uh, and his nomination for the Oscar. Writings on the wall. This is for uh, the the James Bond movie Spectre. And so here, here it is. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. And the writing's on the wall that we are a hot mess. Exactly. Actually, it's funny because uh, our, our, the radio call legal ID thing is on the wall. So I know. The writing's the on writing the wall. The writing is on the wall. I know. Ha, ha. If you're just joining funny. us, you did just miss our interview with a trans athlete heading to Spain in June to be part Spain? of the, the duathlete. Duathlon yes, thingy. Yeah. Um, anyways, he's going to compete the first trans man to be uh, on the U.S. men's national team. Did you say Spain? Yes. Is he? The, is that where? I thought yeah, he was going to the Olympics. Going. They're holding this in. Do you know how how the Olympics is in foreign countries sometimes? Like, yeah. Isn't it in it Rio in, de Janeiro this summer? I saw an article that said Spain. I don't know. You know, okay. <laughs> it's in Rio. He's going to Rio. Oh, he's calling, and it could be true, but ESPN said it was Spain, so I went with that. Okay, ESPN doesn't know what they're talking about, I guess. <laughs> it's in Rio. Unless they moved it and nobody's aware of it. I don't that know. would be weird. But here's the thing. He's, he you is competing in June. You just missed the interview. If you did, you can go to iTunes yeah. as of tomorrow and uh, re-listen to the interview. Yeah. Or you can go to hotmesssunday.com and find out just how hot mess you are. Like this when we when we fight on the air about where, where the Olympics where, are. Where which the isn't Olympics up for debate. Are happening. <laughs> hey, Zero I amount. just it's what I read. Didn't I? I love yeah. it. Maybe so maybe he's heading to Spain for a prerequisite run or something. It's you a, know what? It's a thing. We can say we're both right. Okay. Right. Uh I think it's that time. That time of the the show where we tell you who supports us and why we support them, and because it's we love them. That's it's the answer to that. Support. Support. <laughs> Spoken receive support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar food menu and trivia on Thursday nights. Located at 232 West Sprague Avenue. More information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from Mediterrano Restaurant, Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday. Located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. We love all the people that support us. I did hear a show this weekend that did take longer to go through their list. Really? <laughs> wow. Because I always think about it, I love saying all of it, but I always think, well, that's like five minutes that we're just talking. I know. Like it's not yeah. normal art talking. <laughs> we know. are a talk show, so I we, guess. I know, right? I guess that's appropriate. Is that what we do? Mm, kind of. So Sometimes depends, we don't. It depends on Everybody, the moment. Yeah. Let's chit-chat, my dear friend, a little bit about what the state of politics as Super Tuesday is coming. 
Super Tuesday, which is a big indicator it of is. who the conventions well, are going to back as their nominee for the presidential race. Exactly. That we will decide later this year. Because here's the thing. Super Tuesday, that's March 1st. This is in three days here. Um, there are a, a handful of states. I think it's seven or eight states that are doing the primary caucuses. So mm-hmm. it's a lot, a lot of delegates on one day. It's going to show it's us. Weird. A lo- it is weird. It's going to show us a lot of, um, you know, where it's going. What's right. Happening? And here's the thing. So then the conventions decide. It's like a popularity race all of a sudden. It the conventions is. decide, hey, most of the delegates have gone to this person. Most likely, they always most likely tend to swing towards that candidate. Right. With make their, their super delegates. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. there we go. So obviously, it's a hot race, a hot contentious race when it comes to the Democratic part where we have Hillary who just... Last night, landed so, it. Landed South Carolina. Nothing but net. It was now, a slam dunk. You know, rumor had it because that's yeah. a thing. Nothing but net. Slam yeah. Dunk. That's no, a real I know. Sports. I just was surprised that I went I know. to sports. You were like shocked for a minute. I. Uh, we there? expected the Clinton uh, administration for all yes. of to do well there because historically Bill Clinton has done great down there, and um, her polls were right up there. In yeah, South Carolina, the African American so. vote down there is has always been very very strong towards the Clintons. Yes. Um. But Bernie didn't. Do, this was one that wasn't. Typically, he's been pulling it close. He's been pulling exactly. Right? This one, he is not close at all. Here's our concern. We talked mm-hmm. about this when mm-hmm. we were at that coffee shop. We talked about it earlier. Um, you and I talked about the thing is going to be that if he doesn't push the closeness to him winning some, as much as a lot of us want him mm-hmm. to take the nomination, I don't foresee the Democratic National Convention rallying behind him because they're already worried because he's not he doesn't toe the line on all of their policies right he's considered even more left than what they want exactly he's too extremist for the even the dnc and so he has to really push it and pull through with a huge lead in these next few days because it's all about convincing them that i promise you i'm the man that's going to take this election Mm mm-hmm my concern is if they don't go with them, a lot of people on the other side, because at, in the Republican race, it is, I'm sorry, it basically is hands down going to crazy. It, yeah. It's I Trump. mean, Trump just keeps on winning these and, delegates. Yeah. And not, I mean, not even winning by small margins. No. He wins hands Sweeping down. There is no. Yeah. Take all of it. So I don't foresee any way them going towards a Rubio or them yeah. going, you know, towards any towards of those. Cruz or anyone yeah. else. Yeah. I don't foresee it. I think they're going to, because they're going to go for the popular vote. I mean, look at this. You know, the governor of New Jersey, Chris Christie, yeah. just comes out and throws his endorsement behind Trump. Um, and Chris Christie loves the limelight. Oh. So it was, it made so, sense that he did that. Mm, he um, probably doesn't even agree with him. He just wanted no. to. Yeah. Well, when, before Chris Christie jumped, backed out of the race, mm-hmm. he would criticize Trump Absolutely every time he, he was would. on a show. Yeah. So, you know, but that happens. We see this happen all the time. When you drop out, you have to throw your yeah. name behind, or you don't have to, but a lot of them choose to throw their name behind someone. So here's the deal, though. You have a lot of swing voters in this competition right now, in this election, a lot of people who aren't sold either way. Mm-hmm. But I have seen more and more interviews say, if it comes down to Hillary or Trump, I so won't vote for Hillary that I automatically vote for Trump, which I think is a, still a crazy. It is let's, crazy. Let's, the, the better of the two is Hillary right. if it comes down Absolutely to that race. Absolutely it is. But, I mean, that's happening. So I think you are. he does great in the polls, and he'll take a lot of swing voters mm-hmm. if he gets the nomination because if Hillary gets the Democratic nod, they're not willing to go there. 
So it Here's becomes yeah. more yeah. of a possibility that we will be saying the words President Trump. And no, that's don't, not a word. You're I not allowed be to in. say it. You're no, not allowed no, to say it right? at all. Um, here's the thing. It, that is a scary thought. Uh, yes. Trump has no plans for us. None. Except to, you know, demolish the Department of Education and the Department of yes. the Environment, which really doesn't, oh, and you know, kind of exist. To on build its own. the wall that he says that Mexico will help mm-hmm. fund to build in Mexico's, a lot of Mexican politicians came out and said, I don't know who he's talking about because we aren't going to help fund that wall. That's not us, yeah. Right, so he's doing, and my favorite soundbite right now is, you know what, if you elect me president, we are going to win so much, you're going to be tired of winning. It's the most empty statement I've ever heard. There, zero <laughs> sun- substance. There's zero. nothing yeah. to it. And you know what, I'm okay with not winning enough as long as it's uh, you know the good kind of progress we're making because yeah. we're not going to win all the time what are we going to win yeah what what are we going to all win? of a sudden america is the price is right that's it you just yeah. we all win you just win something we all win so something here's the thing what do you think are the chances that where are we headed especially after south carolina win for hillary in such a big way what do you think is going to happen to the hillary bernie race what do you how hard is it here's do you the think thing there's still a shot? oh absolutely here's the thing with uh you know a lot of people talk about if you take Iowa, if you take, uh, you know, New Hampshire, South Carolina, these are all indicators of who you want, of, of you know, who's going to win. And maybe in the past, you know, three or four elections, that has been true. But this is not our typical election. And it that's isn't. the thing. We have a, a Democratic Socialist leaning candidate mm. going on. We have an independent Republican candidate who's crazy, yeah. who's up in the polls. I don't think this is a typical election year. And numbers wise... Even after Super Tuesday, there's still a shot for Bernie. There's still a shot for any of the other Republicans. There's still a shot for Hillary. Yeah. There's a shot for everybody. I think it's gotten harder. It has. And it depends. I mean, it depends how it goes. If if it's close on Super Tuesday, uh, then of course, it's it's kind of a toss up at that Could point. Could you but, imagine? You know, Super Tuesday happens. We wake up on Wednesday morning. They're like, a huge upset. Bernie takes it all. You know what I mean? And could that you could imagine happen. that? That and could happen. Well, anything can happen. I yeah. will say this. I agree with you. It's It's... Politics, as usual, is getting kind of right. bucked around a bit. Mm-hmm. and But I think what we're fighting against is people who don't want politics as early, and the, as usual, and the establishment who is going to fight right. hard right. to not let it change. And right. that's really right now where we are. Let's face it. In America, we, we elected our first African-American president. They said that couldn't happen for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had mm-hmm. women running, you know. As far back as the 80s, but it's been a more uh, solid run now in the past few years. Yeah. 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 Um, So that's a huge thing. So we're progressing forward, Mm -hmm. uh, but can we continue that progression? People are so polarized when it comes to do I support Trump or do I not? Those of us who don't support Trump, we're all shocked and, you know, and feel like the world has gone crazy. They find that insulting, which, you know, I get. But I don't understand that side but they are very passionate and about it's fu- trump it's funny because there's so many people who like you said have left uh the democratic side to go support trump which i don't understand but on the other side there's also a lot of people who have left the republican party to come support bernie because all of a sudden it's, it's you know i can't support the craziness going over there i want someone who's at least going to do something good for our country and maybe i don't agree with everything but this is who i'm gonna put my uh you know 
who I'm going to bet on. And a lot of Republicans right now are just attacking Hillary. Hillary right now yeah. is is uh, the butt of every joke, I think. Whether it's it coming is. from the Democratic well, side with Bernie, uh, the Democrats, of course, support Hillary uh, hugely, but from Bernie mm-hmm. or all of the Republicans. Well, just let's be honest. The media plays a, a great, big role. It does. In this. And it does. so it also matters on how the media is forming the mm-hmm, question mm-hmm. i'll say i even watch things as much as tv shows so way back in the beginning remember snl mm-hmm. yeah. was very pro hillary super has had her on so many times yeah. have even, has even made things part of like the weekend update that it has been very pro and then have we all watched the the subtle shift yeah where all of a sudden they are calling hillary out on things honesty is a big problem right now for hillary it is one because she you know there's always been between benghazi Mm -hmm. and emails but then of course the new thing where she says time and again that she spoke to wall street back in the day when everything was going down and people are requesting those transcripts of those speeches and she is not giving them up there were supposedly seven or right, 11 of right. them. Where's the transparency um, here? So then that's happening. So I'm watching, okay, mm-hmm. so SNL is subtly changing. And I know it's just a TV show, but do you know how many people that show reaches? Absolutely. And now and we're that, watching yeah. the news. But I think mm-hmm. it's all, it's this weird game and, and however yeah. you you mold it. It is, it is. It's a, And here's the thing. It's a fight until the very last day. So it's not like in the beginning you can win everything and then you're all set. It's a fight till mm-hmm. the end. So things that changing like SNL, things changing like news reporters, things changing like more endorsements. Bernie's mm-hmm. getting more and more open re- endorsements. Yeah. The campaign manager, the old campaign manager for uh, Bill Clinton's first campaign yes. endorsed Bernie, mm-hmm. surprisingly. And so we're seeing all of these things that are are coming out. And of course, Hillary still is not trustworthy uh, by the standards of a lot of Americans. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are questioning mm-hmm. it. She hasn't come out and actually yep. addressed it in a way that people are satisfied with. Right. And if we want to talk about endorsements, let's talk about a shocker I read this morning, mm-hmm. which is Pat Robertson, which we know is our, one of our favorite people. Oh, we have given him awful. the Crazy Bee Award, I think, twice on this show. Well, yeah, um, probably more. Well, he's endorsing Trump, mm-hmm. which is fun. And Trump is saying that if... As president, as he's been saying, when he's president, he is going to make sure that the Supreme Court nominee uh, is going to be ultra conservative because he wants to help uh, reverse gay marriage laws across the nation. What's interesting about this is if you rewind to a little over a year ago, Trump's stance was not anti-LGBT. No, it was never. It was pro. But like anybody else, he has picked up a pattern. He knows that especially in the Republican world, that the Christian right holds a lot of power mm-hmm. and he's trying to court that way. So he's just telling them. Oh, yeah. And oh, I yeah. think if he feels like they're going to get him elected, he'll do it. He'll do anything to get yeah. elected is the thing. He's he, again, he's not a politician, first of all. Second of right. all, he is he's a business person. So he's going he's going to jump through all the hoops that he needs to mm-hmm. jump through to get there. That's his goal. It's not you know, he doesn't have an agenda except to become president yeah. and so you know a lot of these things he doesn't have plans for anything he says we're gonna do and this but n- don't you no feel concrete. i always question this yeah. why do you want to be president yeah i think i feel like for him it has nothing to do with this great country or with doing this very important job it has to do with a notch in a belt yeah i really right. feel he just wants to be president to prove he can be president and yeah. for and since he will do 
he's an opportunistic person, so he will do what will get him the best results. So for every person out there saying, you know what, he's going to help our country and he's going to he's going to work for me. If he if throwing you under the bus Mm -hmm. as a middle class uh, or lower class worker gets him more of what he wants. Guess what? He's You're going to get it. thrown under the bus. Absolutely he will. And how? Like, when people say he's going to make America great again, oh, I want to ask them, That just how? makes me throw up. How? First of all, again, is it not great right now? After the right. recession, have we not recovered? And if you're going to lie to me and say our economy has never been worse, no. Yeah. Rewind. That is rewind somebody six, listening to seven years ago. Uh, news reports from a from an organization yep. that wants it to look from like Fox News, from right? the Blaze, from yeah. Republicans. Because it's, so instead of doing your research and realizing mm-hmm. that we're actually sitting much better than we have in a while, yeah. you are going to just regurgitate something you heard. Mm-hmm. Like we've told you on this show a million times. If you hear our talking and you don't know a lot, but you think, oh, they sound like the the Democrats sound pretty good. Well, go and make sure they sound pretty good to you for real. Exactly. Because this is how we Seal create the deal. people who let Trump get mm-hmm. so high mm-hmm. in the polls because we're just like, oh, I heard it on that show, so that's going to work for me. Right, right. No. And go look at it. I mean, you you exist in this economy. Do you yes. have a job right now? Right. You, what, what's, what's your status like? A lot of people I know are doing a lot better financially mm-hmm. nowadays because, yes, they can afford, you know, mm-hmm. uh, a, a better job. They can have better housing. They can have health care. Yes. Huge. None of this is perfect, but None it's of it. so much better than it was. Don't, don't exactly. tell me that you're but making this country great think, again. Yeah. It's if, great right now. And if you think any president is going to get up there and everything's going to be perfect, yeah. then you're very, very, very naive. Yeah. But because we have to work together, and that's one thing we're not good Mm-mm. at. Speaking Mm-mm. of working together and not being good at it, it doesn't look like the president will be able to keep his duties of the Constitution and do his job and uh, put forth nominee. a nominee yeah. Yeah. for the the missing seat now that Antonin Scalia is off of the Supreme Court since he passed away. Mm-hmm. It does not look at... Republicans have made it very clear, they've said it time and time again now, that no matter what, it isn't going to happen. It's, you're right. Which is disgusting. And their their newest um, kind of hammer to bring yeah, down on us it. is they dug up a speech that was like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. which was even before the presidency of Vice President Joe Biden, yeah. who was saying, listen, uh, it was the same argument that Republicans are using. From the other side, though. And here's the thing. When push comes to shove, both sides are wrong. And yep. the fact is, this is the job and this is how it works. And let's also face it, you can probably find any number mm-hmm. of speeches from mm-hmm. Joe Biden to support any number of things you want to say. Anything. The Absolute, man spoke yeah. a lot and did. not always well-informed. Right. And so uh, we can support that next week, Xenon, the god of some foreign planet, is going to come down. You'll probably <laughs> find a speech for that. It, it is. <laughs> if you want it that bad, you're going to find it. But they have played this soundbite yeah, 80 have. bazillion times well, because that's been there. Let's just force this Here's home. the thing. That just proves that politics is... Overall, it's a, it's a exactly it is a circus. It's a system that's meant to better one side, not the yes. American people. It needs to focus on bettering the country as a whole, not just one side. And I understand that you know from their perspective, uh, having a liberal judge in there is one hundred percent important. I think it's important too. I do too. Um, I, I also th- think it goes right along where the path that yeah. society is heading on. Yeah. And yeah, so I agree. Yes, we come from the liberal side. Totally. Yay, yeah. yay. But the fact is. 
we lived through eight years of Bush, we did and, and we, we had, had to go to that's that. what the president said to do we're gonna have to just keep right. fighting our own fight but that that's just the world we have to live in right yeah. now but it that's no longer the world either side wants to live in mm-hmm. they just want mm-hmm. to be horrible horrible toddlers yeah. and not do anything my concern is it's just going to get worse. Yeah. The government's going to continue to shut down because they don't care. Unless something changes. Unless something changes. Unless something changes. And right now, as we see, the only change of anybody who's going, let's change the system, is one man. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. It's scary. I told you, listening to all those news reports, which is why you told me to calm down. Yes. Um, yeah. Is realizing that there's a very real, when it, it was a joke in the beginning when Trump started. And now it's a very real possibility. Yeah. I do fear for our country if he becomes president. So I'm looking at my passport. <laughs> you are. Yeah, that, which is smart. smart. I'm looking at these countries around me because I really think, honestly, kidding mm-hmm. aside, that's a scary, scary place for us to be. It is. It is. It's a scary place to be led by someone who is so absolutely horrible, who mm-hmm. doesn't. I, the, the thing is, he doesn't have a solid plan for things. No. no matter what side you stand on. You could be the most no. left-leaning Democrat. If you don't have a plan, I don't think you should right. ever be in there. I mean... Here's the thing. like, if you, <laughs> yeah, I don't care where you are. You need a plan to yeah. lead a people, and you if can't do that. If we just showed up every Sunday, <laughs> and we were just like, somebody's going to call in. We'll yeah. have a guest somewhere. And, exactly. And we're going to think of things to ask them. This no. show wouldn't run. It wouldn't. That Also, the country doesn't run country like that does either, not run. Yeah. if you don't know. And here's the other thing we have to be careful of. Oh, He's right. a loose cannon, and that's so great. Is it? No. Because he has no respect for the political system or the mm. laws. None. No. Because Trump truly believes he's above them all. Yeah. So if he's in office, he's just going to... Can you you think everybody's screaming about these executive orders being written and how many have been written by President Obama? Yeah, what do you, you think is happening with Trump? I think there'll be about 80 every day. Yeah. Like, every day. Executive this, order this, that, yeah. this, that. The White House is going to be gold. It, I mean, it's just right. going to be a thing. Yeah, I think we will lose any... Any and all of the executive branch, that would just kind of be a joke. And right. all of a sudden, Congress has to run the country without a leader. It's like someone, he, he want, I w- could see him loving the, the dictatorship system. Yes. You know what I mean? Oh, because absolutely. then it's just, I'll show you, Because then he we will win. Cut deals day. and ask everyone to apologize to him. Cause yeah. That, how many times, if you listen to that debate uh, l- this last week, he asked probably four or five people to apologize to him. Yes. Uh, and the crowd loves it. And that's sickening. It, it is, is sickening I, how much the crowd loves his just snarky remarks to ask the actual questions. He doesn't answer yeah. actual questions. He just says, well, someday it will happen. It is the Romans and the gladiator days where it we is. just imprison people and make them fight each other and everybody else is cheering to watch yeah. them die. How terrible. It's when do we get to stop and breathe and go, okay, this is a problem you in said our country. You said die. Um, yeah. That part is missing. Should it be? Should it be? Should it be? <laughs> it's scary. Well, yeah. So anyways, you know, a lot of people were talking about Rubio, mm-hmm. who he might have had a chance. And then what happened at the, you were just mentioning the yeah. final Republican uh, debate. debate. It was a, it was a crap Everybody shoot. decided to, to throw the rules aside and play mm-hmm. by Trump's rules. And so it got to be very, Rubio made a, a comment about yeah. he, how... Uh, you know, Trump was peeing in his pants backstage. It became very childish, and everybody became bullies. Oh, there God, was not yeah. one. So it was Trump's level, and it shot everybody down. It ba- yeah, and no every, one it was just a the right. mess of yelling. Yeah. That's all it was. And yeah. it, you know, in that moment, and I was listening to the whole thing uh, on the on the radio. I wasn't watching it uh, driving around, but in that moment, I realized, wow, an ent- a majority 
of our people right now currently believe that that's who should run our country. Yeah. Because right now, the majority is held uh, of 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 Congress seats are held by Republicans, and so obviously we're gonna have electoral colleges that are gonna vote for them. Here's the thing. We can't let that at all be the way our country is viewed worldwide. No, first see, of all, the respect the there we is have zero. To remember, zero respect. Yeah, yeah, and we have to remember that's a legit part of being yeah. president. Is how does the country? How it are is, we yeah. viewed by the rest of the world? You are basically the diplomat, the main diplomat mm-hmm. to our entire country, and no, and if we your don't country want starts being perceived as weak, yeah. as something mm-hmm. you can't respect, you become a more yes. vulnerable target. You know what I mean? And another thing, you mentioned this when we were having coffee. He's all, if Trump gets elected, if, mm-hmm. I'm not, and I'm never saying. Don't say when. The th- if. I'm not saying Mr. President, any of that. Mm-hmm. He would be the uh, uh, commander in chief. And that, yes. that thought, that yep. thought deserves all of us to look he's at the. He's the man with the key to the red button. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And don't you think he's not going to use it? Yeah. So no wonder Canada and Nova Scotia are uh, sending out ads. Having, having, you they know, are towards Americans saying, "Hey, if Trump gets elected, move on over." They are, and and they're like Legit. big tourist ads that they're yeah. like, "Hey, here we saying, go, here we, come over we here, we will take you." We have beautiful lands. All of a sudden, cows. there will be a such thing as American refugees. You know, that I believe should it. never happen. I believe. I do it. want to say one of our listeners loves a quote from Trump, where he says, "If I had made that decision, I'd have done it differently." Yeah. <laughs> Yet again, a statement that holds no substance. Right. Because right. It said a bunch of everything and yeah. nothing. Here, and here's once. the thing: this is how t- Trump talks. I saw this on Twitter the other day, and oh, it's yes. it's a perfect example of if you were to talk like Trump every day, you would say something like, "Well, you know what? I'll never eat pizza." And now, get this: I'm I'm the biggest fan of pizza there is out there, but I'll never eat it. But I love it. <laughs> and that is exactly how Trump talks because mm-hmm. there's. Yes. Because There's nothing there. He's more interested in there. coming in on both sides so that because he wants both sides to like him, and he uses yep. such weird language Ugh. that it confuses you. Yeah, and then and you're like, wait, he doesn't eat pizza, so don't I? But I love him. And yep. then your neighbor's like, but I love pizza, and he does too. So let's right. No, I feel like no. that's why I feel no. like the best rule of thumb when listening to him is just to be like everything he says is just junk. So that makes me feel like I I got it, you know. It's yeah, and love is a strong word. So you know, it, yeah, yeah. It, you know, <laughs> it's it's a mess out there. Okay, well so let's, let's take a break. Let's from take the a break. Crazy. I know. There's always there always needs to be a break from the crazy. Now let's play uh, a song that's kind of appropriate called "I Can Change" by LCD Sound System because maybe we should change America. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Outspoken. Now, without further ado, Dylan Vox is a renaissance man of sorts, from acting, directing, producing, to showing horses, to being an elite ice dancer, and even earning uh, quite a few degrees. I'm exhausted just even having to say that (laughs) sentence. Audiences may remember Dylan best from his roles on Dante's Cove or The Lair or the 2010 gay indie romantic comedy Longhorns. Outspoken is extremely pleased to welcome Dylan Vox to the program. Dylan, are you there? I am here. How are you guys doing? I'm good, but now I'm tired because (laughs) (laughs) there is not one thing that you're doing. So let's start with, we typically start interviews with, you know, let's start from the beginning. But you have a lot of beginnings. Uh, Like I mentioned, you have a lot of degrees. You've had a couple of different careers. So here's the first question I have to ask you. 
do you get bored easily or why do you think you've chosen to do so many varied things in your life so far? No, I guess um, I guess I'm slightly insane. No, um, <laughs> you're on good just, show for that. Yeah, right. Um, no, I just um, I like doing stuff. Um, I've always had like specific goals that I wanted to meet. Um, you know, you only have a certain amount of time here on this planet. So, mm. anytime that I've said, "Hey, I want to do something," I'm probably going to do it. Um, uh, I think uh, my parents and pretty much every one that I've known mm. since I was little is like, usually when Dylan says something, he's just <laughs> going to do it, no matter how outrageous it is. And we're like, okay, yeah, we'll see you on TV <laughs> or we'll, um, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. It. So, um, uh, yeah. We all should do that. We would get so much more done in this country. Oh, my gosh. If we, if we could just we, If we just did whatever we wanted to. And put all yeah. of our heart and soul in it. Yeah. I don't know how you have time to be awake. But. Now, you, uh, you're obviously a really into acting. You're, you're a big actor. You've been on all these films, all these movies. Um, why do you think this is the one passion that you have that you decided to focus your career on? After all the other interests you've had, um, I, I don't know. I hated being a lawyer, so <laughs> okay, that was right. <laughs> um, so basically, if you had said anything, I would have probably done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, hey, we've got a we've got a um, opening here at the Firestone. I probably would have <laughs> had it down there and sold tires. Um, no, I I hated being a lawyer. Um, uh, after performing, being a skater, I kind of missed um, that happening. And, uh, yeah, it's just something that, um, that I really like doing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm relatively good at it. Um, some people would disagree, but you know what? (laughs) Someone always will just, right. Someone's always going to disagree. Probably means that I'm even better than I think if they disagree. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If if you piss people off, then, Mm -hmm. then, The greats always have critics. It's always true. have critics. So you mentioned one of your one of your past careers, which were you you were an elite ice dancer. You uh, trained with dancer Carol Fox. Um, you achieved some pretty big levels in national success. What is it that makes you excel at all of these? Like we've talked about your myriad different interests. What makes you excel at them and not just kind of dabble here and there? Like what is it about you that does that? I I think I just um you know some people I've I've met people that are like hey I love winning I'm super great at success I love yeah. to win I love to win I am just the opposite I'm <laughs> terrified of losing oh okay. Um, okay and so I will work as hard as I possibly can to make sure that that doesn't happen um so yeah no I I just really enjoy competition um I've played sports my whole entire life um it's one of the things that uh you know uh working with because I work with a lot of kids too mm-hmm. uh working with kids um i they've kind of gotten away from that a little bit. Parents mm-hmm. don't like make their kids do as much sports right. um and I, it really has taught me so much about like discipline, how to like <clears throat> you know get a goal and achieve it. And, um, like, really work hard and have, like, your self-respect. I, I, I wish that sports were a bigger focus in mm. our country. One, now I think I'm, like, Jeb Bush or something. Um, but, um, <laughs> and really you're off. On <laughs> we should really focus on sports, guys. <laughs> that, that, that poor nerd. 
so I feel I feel kind of, I, I kind of feel bad for Jeb. Like <laughs> you have to a little bit, right? Uh, uh, but just a very you know very what? tiny bit. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. You, <laughs> no one really had enough I mean, hope. You know? I right. just imagine during the whole entire time, like Donald Trump sticking a big "kick me" sign on the back of yeah. his yes. uh, back, yeah, and then him yeah. and like George W. like pointing at him, and be like. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. nerd. <laughs> I um, love that. I love that it's kindergarten because that's what it is right now. Yes, so true. Republican debates it are is, kindergarten. It, it really is. I can't get enough. I think it's freaking hysterical. Oh, so, God. It's um, hilarious. Yeah. It's, uh, you uh, should have been here for the first with political. Yeah, right. You should right. have been here for the first hour because Sergey and I just went to town. Oh, so on <laughs> on the circus that is our country currently. Yeah, so. that's great. yeah. <laughs> and, hey, you know what? A circus is actually fun, dude. As long as you're right. entertained. I mean, because I know everybody's like all panicked about who's going to be like yes. president or whatever. And honestly, does it really matter for four years? You just get really entertained by whoever it is, <laughs> and right. you're like, okay, maybe we shouldn't do that again. Um, I, I yeah, um, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so sorry, you guys. I know it was supposed to be on last month. Uh, sorry about the time frame. I just want to apologize. I'm sure that there was like, what is wrong with this sea bag? <laughs> oh, no worries. No. Well, you know what? The, um, the good thing is, is obviously we liked you enough that, we hey, we rolled yeah. with the punches. <laughs> and it happens. It happens. It happens. Yeah. Now, you've, you've done a lot of work with the Sci-Fi Channel uh, with movies like uh, Night of the Wild and Sharknado. Uh, what's it like yeah. to make these crazy sci-fi flicks that everyone kind of loves? Um, I actually, it's it's a blast. I'll, right. I'll be honest; it's actually really, really fun. Yeah. Um, you don't have like any of the rules. There's no like pretense. It's just kind of like, hey, we're gonna go like out and get attacked by a thousand dogs. No. Okay, great. <laughs> um, I did. Uh, I did a film this year called Night of the Wild with um, mm-hmm. uh, Kelly Rutherford and Rob Morrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan Maid, uh, and Jill Zarin from the I Real House. I saw that. I'm dying. So <laughs> I called Jill personally because I was like, this lunatic, she's so amazing. <laughs> right. She's like one of those people that she just cracks me up. Yes. And um, I, I, I was like, hey, do you ever want to do this? And she's like, she blew herself. She was like, yep, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, got on a plane like the next day, came down. I said, no, you're going to get your face eaten off by dogs. She was like, great, wonderful. <laughs> um, and just a really, it was really a blast. We were shooting in Louisiana. It was hot yeah. as crap. Oh, and I um, was the producer, so I... Uh, I think the sci-fi, um, it may not have been sci-fi, but some of the people uh, uh, higher than me wanted to do CG, a lot of CG dogs. Right, so I was like, no, yeah. I can do real dogs. <laughs> and they were like, uh, no, I don't think we can afford that. And I was like, I, I think I can do it. I traveled like 40 dogs from Los Angeles to, uh, wow, to Louisiana. Wow. Had to put them all up at this hotel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we just had like 40 dogs on set every day. And everyone oh, was wow. like, oh my yeah. God, this is literally insane so um but it, it was so fun cool. it was a, it was a lot of stress but yeah. um uh, the actors were fantastic and it was really a it was a really fun experience um Chardonnay is very similar um i randomly last year i produced uh, the third one yes and, uh mm-hmm. the 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 way that you cast them is there's not really like an audition process. You just call <laughs> random people and be like, Hey, do you want to be a lunatic for, right. and they're like, yeah. <laughs> and my, my whole thing last year, the very first person that I went after, 
Um, I called Ann Coulter and said, Ann Coulter, oh. you have to play the president. And everyone was like, no, oh, you can't that's... do that. That's awful. And I was like, <laughs> you guys are not seeing the comedy value exactly. in having <laughs> Ann Coulter play the president. And um, wow. I, it took me a while, and I finally got through her book, Publicist, and uh-huh. stuff like that. And um, he was like, oh, oh, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say that she was the kindest person on the set. She was so nice. I couldn't believe really? it. Everybody was like, no, we're going to hate her. She was actually super nice. Wow. She actually called me back and said, hey, I read the script. I'm not an actress. I don't want to play the president because I don't want to fuck your movie. And I was like, I, I don't think you can fuck this movie. But um, she was like, why don't I play the vice president? I'll be really pissed off about like the sharks crossing yeah. the border and yeah. stuff. And I was like, great. Right. Um, and then she called Mark Cuban, who's a oh. very big liberal. Yes, he and is. He, and he ended up playing the president. So having the juxtaposition, <laughs> once those two came on, everybody just was like, oh, we got to do it. Matt Lauer and right. Ripa and just all these people just wanted to be on it because they were like, this is yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. So, First of all, it sounds like the best set in the world. It, it, it's, I mean, there's they're low budget films. So we like, I mean, sometimes you go to the set and like the whole mm. like, um, you know, village kind of looks like something out of Somalia. Like, I mean, right. It's, it's really low budget, but you have like Jackie Collins standing there in the middle of like all these. Right. Like, what, right. What is this happening? Um, right. Uh, excuse my language. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> well, and it sounds, first of all, one of the things, and it brings me to this next question. Mm-hmm. You get to work, you get to do these crazy things in all of your interviews. You're, you've really owned that you enjoy those the B movies or the sci-fi movies, you really enjoy that genre. You said that the reason you think you have continued to work is because your work ethic is strong and honestly stronger than most, uh, that it's so easy just to be lazy on a set if you really want to. Do you think that's missing from, from a lot of Hollywood now? I think it's missing from most things now. I mean, I, you know, like I said, when you're training, um, 10 hours a day and you're it's freezing cold and right. you see nobody and you're hanging out there. You have to really want to do that. And uh, mm-hmm. when I moved to Los Angeles, I was like, God, these people are so <laughs> lazy. Right. Um, none of them have had, you know, they've never had real jobs. I mean, I picked cotton when I was in college. Um, I cleaned houses when right. I was uh, in uh, getting my MBA. Like, I mean, I've, I've had to work cause I, I didn't sure. grow up very yeah. well off. So I've always had to work a lot, and um, uh, it's it's funny because out here, I mean, whether I'm talented or not, is most people are just like, well, I mean, he's going to work really hard, so right? We'll just we'll just <laughs> we know he'll show up and he'll do his job, so let's just let's just do him. So I feel like that's kind of showing up out here is uh, is half the battle. I, I, I think. Yeah. Then you know what? We're moving. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, cool. There you go. We, you know, just come in. You can stay in my house. Right, it's oh, perfect good. thing. Sure. And yeah. then, um, then we then just put us in a sci-fi crazy movie. Let our faces get ripped off by something crazy. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Dragon dragons or something. Right. I, that's that's what we'll pick. Um. So you have a degree in poli sci, uh, and we were just just talking about politics. What? Okay, so it's an important year, obviously. Uh, what do you think, and what is your take on the current state of politics? Is there hope at all, sir? Do you think there's hope? Of course there is. There's <laughs> always hope. I'm yeah. telling you, people take things so seriously. If yeah. you just are like, 
um, okay, maybe we shouldn't take this so seriously. I mean, but I, you know, after studying school and going to law school and knowing all this stuff, yeah. um, the president really doesn't matter that much. Um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't really do that much. I mean, they, they, they really don't. They're just kind of like this big, dumb figurehead that everyone's yeah. like, it's kind of like the queen of England that like waves the people. And like, <laughs> oh, she came out of her palace. And, right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, just with all this craziness, I, I have warned all of my friends. I was like, I don't think that you all understand. If you don't vote for Hillary Clinton this time, she will kill you. Like, <laughs> she is going to, she's going to hurt people. Like yes. she's going to call ISIS and be like, now, yeah, now. the seven-headed Hydra will there just go, appear. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like a sci-fi, I mean, and they're all heads of Hillary and yes. Bill. Yeah, yes. right. Go. She's yeah. going to, yeah, she's going to turn everybody into stone. Like, oh, yeah, okay. she's yeah. going to make like. <laughs> Vast salts of like Altoids. Like, <laughs> going to, she's going to be so pissed off. She I'm is. physically afraid of her. So, <laughs> um, I, I wait I till she hears that. your soundbite about the president not. She's being getting a figurehead. She's yeah. at your front oh, door. Oh, she, oh, she doesn't care about that. As long as she's president, she doesn't care what Ex- True. If, we, if they vote against her again and right. they go with. Um, uh, the crazy old man. What's his name? Um, Bernie, Bernie or Sanders. Trump? Yeah, Trump uh, is Trump. the crazy old man. <laughs> or <Yeah>. Bernie. Right. <laughs> Poor Bernie, man. He's not gonna make it. I think he's gonna have a an aneurysm. Oh, she may bump him off. Right. Like, That's actually true. That is a a real risk. <laughs> that that we I mean, need to look at. The, the, uh, uh, the way he's getting into it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like she's literally going. Sometimes she's standing up next to him, and if you watch her face, as what people think she's a bitch because you watch her face. Right? It's hard to be the smartest person in the room, and <laughs> she's like, "What's to say to this?" Right. He's like, "Everything is free. Yeah. You don't live for free." <laughs> and she's like, "I can't argue that because that's clearly Everything not going to happen, you old loony." But everyone's like, "Yeah, Bernie said it's all free," and she's like, "And then if she says it's not, everyone's like, oh." She that is the bitch. party killer. Yeah. That is what that yeah. is. Yeah. And she's like, she's like, yeah, but he's crazy. Doesn't anybody else see this? Um, that... I, it's, it's cute when young people vote, though. Yeah. Um, they, I think it's... <laughs> oh, my God, you're killing I me. I think it's sweet. I love that. <laughs> I think that. it's sweet. Well, you know... Um, go ahead. And, and the thought of Hillary and Donald having multiple debates Mm-hmm. If you don't think that that's worth watching for the next year, I mean, right. that's I, I I don't care that that's that's what I want to see for the next year in my politics. That then, is you know, the ticket sales on that alone could actually help bring down our deficit. Exactly. Yes. I mean, people will be it'll be the it'll be honestly people will become invested in um in politics again, like in the way that they're invested in watching the people versus them. Right. Like they'll be they'll be like, oh my god, I can't not watch this train wreck happen. I have to say, um, it does like it. it does slightly smack back to the days of Roman gladiators, though. I'm like everybody just yeah. watching, waiting to see who yep. dies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but which, but you know what? We kind of let's be honest. We kind of need that. We got we became a little bit um, the, the last eight years. We became a little bit pussified as mm-hmm. a nation. Like everyone's like, oh, you can't call people that. Oh, right. you can't say that. I mean, I, I I'm over it. You can you can, I, I, I just words are words. I've always right. said. Um, I've been called millions of names, and some of them are funny. So right. <laughs> um, I, I think that. And 
you know, like when you're, we've trained kids, you know, you you can't bully people, you can't say things, you can't do anything. And when they grow up, they're not going to be able to handle, because that's not real life. Like real life is, um, you know, you're tough, it's tough. You're going to have to deal with people that are not going to like you. They're not going to like you whether you're gay, they're not going to like you black they're not going to like right. you if you're all of these things so teaching them young that they are that that's not a reality is right. not very helpful i i think anyway right so i'm very pro-bullying apparently no, <laughs> right wow <laughs> that, that sounded really horrible that, is... that whole entire thing sounded horrible um that is that. hilarious um, yeah. right don't take that sound bite it didn't happen <laughs> Oh, Very yes. pro bullying. Right. Yeah. Now, and one of the things, and I think our whole interview has kind of proven this, you have this really great attitude. It's it's also secretly why I think you are able to just do anything that you put your mind to. You have this really great way of kind of floating above the judgment. You know what I mean? And so I'm going to ask you the most boring question you are always okay. asked that you are so over, but I'm going to do it anyways. Okay. <laughs> As an actor... And as a former porn star, that can often be a career killer, but and other times just a, a big hurdle. How did you manage to evade killing off your acting career? You kind of just sailed over and made the transition. It, how in the world does that become a thing? Because as you've said in many interviews, listen, we're way too hung up on sex. And you've said, yeah. I'm not ashamed of what I did. I did it. It was part of my life. And now I've moved on. This is just life. Yeah, I just, uh, I mean... As I was saying, I've done crazy stuff to make money to be able to afford the stuff that I wanted to do. Um, the opportunity came up, and honestly, and I've mm. told this to other people, if it had been something that was not fun or if it had been something that I felt was like, scary or fearful or you know, right. debauched or whatever, right. I, I'm not the kind of person that would stay into that. Um, right. You know, uh, I actually had a good time. I met fantastic people. Um, and I know that that's not everybody's experience, sure. um, but I was very um, cognizant of what I was doing the whole entire time. Um, and I, I, it was a, it was an end, a means to an end, and it wasn't right. a bad means to an end. Like, right. um, the people that I got to work with and the people that, you know, I've, I still have kept in touch with um, have, have always been super supportive of me and... Mm-hmm. Um, and me as well and to them. And, you know, I, I feel like a lot of people when they meet me or when they come on, I think that that, it's, that kind of shocks them a little bit. They're like, mm-hmm. wait, you did what? Because right. I have all of these other like goody two shoe things. Right. Right. And, um, and I, I'm, I say, Hey, that's, uh, I just don't judge things, I guess. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that that's kind of going back to what I was saying about, uh, um, about kids being so, uh, you know, overly protected. Right. Um, life is going to happen no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's always going to be obstacles and there's always going to be things that, you know, not everybody's going to prove of or everybody's or things people are going to say this way. And a lot of times, you know, doors are going to get slammed in your face, but they're going to get slammed in your face no matter what you did, whether mm-hmm. you did uh, adult films or whether you, you know, um, you're left-handed or right. whether, you know, you watch, uh, the Hills. I, I mean, right. you're always, gonna, some, somebody's always going to, you should be judged for watching the Hills. So, <laughs> yes, so, yes, you should. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> but you know, you're always going to be judged for something. 
So right. as long as right. you know that kind of going into things, mm-hmm. and you're like, don't take it personally, because right. not everybody is going to be at the same level that you're at um, all the time. So right. you just can't really take it personally. Um, yeah, sometimes people will say, I'm like, God, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> um, sometimes people will say stuff yes, um, yes. that is not... Um, that, you know, is hurtful. Sure, um, sure. But, I, you know, it may sting for like two seconds and right. I'm like, uh, you know what, whatever. Right. Um, I'm better than you anyway. So, right. Ex- um, you know, that typically, that's how we approach it. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. You're you just like, have to know. You're like, well, no. it's hard to be, well, it's what I was saying, it's hard to be the smartest person in the Ex- room. People don't like exactly. the smartest person in the room. I know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it. It's a tough duty. Someone has to do it. Now, uh, you you write for GayWire.com, and you're also the sports editor there. Uh, we work with uh, a sports network, CCE Sports Network, and so we talk a little bit about sports. So we wanted to know, from your perspective, where do you think the sports community and things like the NFL and NBA stand with LGBT, and uh, what do you think can be done to improve that? Um, yeah, no, I actually started with um, uh, when GayWire first started, um, uh, I, they didn't have a sports division and it was something that I really thought that they needed um, because it is a whole nother kind of side, I guess, that a lot of yeah. mainstream people don't pay much attention to. You know, um, there are, this shockingly to apparently everyone, there are uh-huh. gay people that do every kind of job there is. Right. Um, which, you know. I'm not a hairdresser, um, right. and if you did come to my house and <laughs> wish to get your hair done, you would not be happy with the results. <laughs> you would probably look like Miss Montana in 1978 or something. Like I, I don't know, it would not, it would not be good. Um, but it's a, I think it's a segment of um, you know our population within our population that um, is kind of not really paid attention to, and over the the recent years. Um, I think more and more athletes being able to come out um, has, you know, there's always the steps. It's never going to be, it's never going to be like, oh, hundred percent. Everybody is, is um, accepting of everything. Right. When you're always, now you're free to go and do whatever you want to. It's never going to be like that. And no matter, again, no matter what you're, what you're doing, um, but I think that the younger generations and people that are coming up under, I, I'm, I'm talking like I'm 80 years old. Um, uh, <laughs> Those young types. I'm Bernie Sanders. Those young people. Um, I'm, I'm 36, so I'm not that old. Um, but the generations underneath us, I, I really don't think that they care as much. Um, it, it just doesn't seem to be as bothersome to them. Uh, I think that they kind of are realizing that, oh, well, that's kind of stupid. It's kind right. of like how I feel when people say racist things about black people. Right. It's not even offensive, really, as much. I mean, I don't take offensive. I'm not mm-hmm. black, but I don't right. take as much offensive as I'm just like, really? That's so stupid. Like, I mean, it just sounds <laughs> silly to me. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, you know, it's like a dumb script. You're like, wait, why would you? That, that doesn't. Doesn't yeah. make any sense, mm-hmm. um, and I think that more and more uh, generations are saying that um, are the people that are coming up. And so, as these athletes, um, you know, start coming out, and uh, the younger generation starts becoming more of the athletes, 
I think that the attitudes will change, mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, it'll be it. It'll just be something that will be um, novel, I guess. Right. Um, as opposed to uh, as opposed to like freaky or, or terrifying. Right. Um, uh, I, I will say that like they have this year, especially transsexuals have been really kind of in the public eye, which is great. Right. Um, and uh, I think that that's kind of been another kind of step um, with people going, oh, okay, they're just, people are just different. Um, and you should celebrate their differences. You know, right. we're not all the same. We're not, but whether you're straight or gay or green or white or, you know, right. Jewish, whatever, um, we're not going to be the same. Um, and we shouldn't expect to be, we should be, um, but we should be supportive. I, I do exactly. have one, I have one kind of problem with uh, our community. Uh-huh. Um, and we're very, we, I think we're more judgmental on us than the, than straight people are oh, judgmental yeah. on the gay community. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I, it's funny cause if you look at Facebook and all these kind of things and, you know, they talk about. Uh, like Marco Rubio or somebody like that, and they're always like gay shaming him. They're like, "Oh, listen yeah. to her list, girl. Oh, mm-hmm. listen to this and all this kind of stuff." And I'm like, "It is that bad that right. he has that? Is they, are these yeah. like are these things that you're, gay people are trying to make it out to look like being gay, even if he's not, or even if he was, right. would be a bad thing? Exactly, and a very I, cannibalistic way to approach ourselves. Yeah, I mean, what if he is, and what if he doesn't want to come out? You right, know what I'm exactly. saying? I don't. I don't think it's really our place to make people, um, to make people feel shameful about. Right. And if we're making you feel shameful, then why wouldn't other people make you feel right? Shameful? You teach people um, how to treat you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I know, I know, Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Jenner, and I know, I, I knew Bruce um, and mm-hmm. a little bit of the family. I've worked with them a little bit, so. Um, I know Caitlin has taken such a hard, uh, people don't like her um, right. in the community because she's not what they wanted as their spokesperson. Yeah. I don't even know what that means. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. Um, what do you mean she's not your spokesperson? Yeah, this she's is a not completely, done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, this is a person that's done, I, I mean, this is a huge deal. And it's actually something that should be really, really celebrated. Mm-hmm. And for people to bash her and be like, oh, well, you can't vote Republican because right. you're uh, sure, yeah. transsexual, or you can't, or you shouldn't be speaking at this engagement because you're not. I'm like, dude, that's what, what that, doesn't, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make the point. Well, yeah, you know because we're saying? all of a sudden yeah. we, we want people who aren't real people. How does that make sense? Because does that really yeah. help people accept everyone? You know, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 We try to make the very, cookie cutter. It's very strange. It is. Um, now we are we actually this? we are actually running a little short on time here, okay. uh, so we're gonna have to wrap it up. But here I want to say, yeah, I feel like this interview this was could a go lot, on forever. Was a lot too, like yeah. your life, it's, which is a ride, okay. man. It's, it's a ride. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so fascinating. So thank you so much for taking time to be on our show. You are a riot. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, anytime, please. Um, uh, I, I really appreciate it. John uh, and you guys have been great. So oh, thank you so our much pleasure. For... Next time you need some people in your film, you just give us a call. It's yeah, we're always right. here. Absolutely. <laughs> have Absolutely. a wonderful day. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
And that was actor, director, producer, and everything else under the sun, Dylan Vox. You can catch him on the old seasons of uh, Dante's Cove and The Lair. But check out some of his movies. He has some great ones, Homewrecker out there and uh, Longhorns, some fun things, and, of course, his work with the Sci-Fi Network. So check him out. He's amazing. Now, we are going to take a quick song break here. We're going to listen to Marina and the Diamonds with Prima Donna Girl. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have had two. Uh, first, we had the first guest was Chris Mosier, of course, who is the trans athlete, mm-hmm. uh, first uh, trans man to be on the U.S. men's Olympic team. It's going to be uh, competing in in June, and then we just had actor Dylan Vox on, mm-hmm. and that was a crazy ride. I felt like maybe I dropped some acid. Yeah, <laughs> but I will say he's very funny. He's he is opinionated. Oh yeah, very outspoken. And you know what? I love that he does anything and everything he wants to. And yeah, he beautiful. just does it. Yeah, I'm gonna go be a lawyer. Uh, didn't I it went didn't to school? Yeah, didn't want to be work. a lawyer. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna go be an elite elite ice ice yeah. dancer. He does it. He wins awards. Okay, I'm done. He just does it. All. I know. And the thing is, he does everything, and he wins awards for everything. I and know. You're like, okay, you did like you did like porn twice. You won all these awards. Wow, more than Good twice. I, he, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I will say this to him though. I love his attitudes attitude about it mm. no he had a, a nice career it didn't last you know yeah. he didn't want it was a few years mm-hmm. he did it he doesn't apologize for it it just right. is and now he goes and does uh, acting that he enjoys a lot and he just does that he just doesn't stop he just whatever right i kind of find that fascinating i love that part mm-hmm. and he won't so he doesn't accept shame no so it's not allowed and i think what a beautiful thing that is mm-hmm. is i'm gonna live my life and i'm just not going to accept i think i was telling the guy i'm dating the other day i said i feel like there is um this we feel as a culture there's an acceptable level of shame that you must feel mm-hmm. for certain aspects mm-hmm. of life. One of them is if you are a porn star and you're no longer a porn star, we would like you to feel bad for as long as possible and yeah. always apologize for it. Well, well it, Dylan says, mm-hmm. listen, I, it was a Why? part of my life. I enjoyed it. I met great people and then I moved on. What's the big deal? It's well, just and I it. think I think the thing that we really want people to apologize for is sex and that is yes. apologize all the time. I mean, all the time. It's not even it's not even the um, the the porn thing. A lot of the times, even though that that you're right, I know. but you know, you say, "Hey, well, I just slept with two people in the last month, even," and that's not that's not bad by our standards. No, <laughs> but you get called out. But you on get it. called out. Yes. You get slut shame. You get all slut of these shame things. is huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe we just need a better outlook well, towards a life and b sex. Here's the thing mm-hmm. about porn. First of all, they're just doing what you do in your life if you're a a regular human being, except you don't film it. And maybe you do and you just keep it for yourself. But you know what I mean? And maybe it's a little like fantasy. But we all do those things, but we're going to shame you because you admit that you do it. Because you do it for entertainment? Yeah. Okay. Wow. And like he said, he never had the bad experience. It Mm -hmm. wasn't the the ugly drug and everybody, you know, is just... Yeah, yeah, right, right. Cocaine off your, you know, everything. Yeah, right. And And that it's this horrible thing and then you OD and... You know what I mean? Right, right, right. That wasn't his experience. So why should he apologize for something that he did Exactly. And, uh, you know, I think it was... uh, It's fascinating that that wasn't his experience because that's kind of what we hear about it. And Mm -hmm. what was great is that he has a degree in poli-sci and yet he's over here, right. you know, trying this out, seeing, hey, maybe it works. And then he goes, does something else. It's, you know, he's not your typical just, hey, this is what I want to do with my life. Right. He just I does think that's a- everything. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Also, I love that he owns this whole, 
I'm an actor. I do a lot of B movies, mm-hmm. and I think they're so much fun. I do sci-fi work. See, it's crazy, and, and yeah. it's fun. So I'm just gonna do it. And that's a, I was wondering about that. If you know, because we know about Sharknado and all these, yes. and you know, it's kind of it's kind of a joke. It's kind of a not not that these movies are a joke, but you watch them and you're like, okay, right? This is kind of like a sillier movie. He recognizes that and loves that. That's what it is. And he just does it. Yeah, I think it makes it better. Yeah, it does. I also love to know how they basically cast these movies. They (laughs) just call up people. Uh, Mark Cuban. You're insane. You should do this. Okay, I'll do it. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And dogs mauling your face off. You I know, know what? First of all, it's if you are amazing, a fan yeah. of the Housewives, and yeah. I haven't seen them in years, but I remember New York Housewives, and I remember mm-hmm. Jill uh, Zarin, and that woman's crazy, and I think it's hilarious. So I saw the previews to this movie, Night of the Wild, Yeah, and she that's the one he's talking about where the dogs rip your face off, and she's in it, and I see her acting, and it's just funny, mm-hmm. and I love anybody who's willing to go, I know I'm crazy, I'm going to go own it. <laughs> I'm going right. to just go... And I that alone would make me watch that movie, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It, it it's a lot of fun to do that thing, uh, to do those things. You and I should do a silly movie like that. I agree. Let's actually. just figure How it out. How fun would that be? But let's make it something so unassuming, like a koi pond or something. <laughs> just gentle little fish, but they come right. out at night and exactly. attack you with you. like darts in your Mongrel face. Koi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> what would you just call mongrel koi? Mongrel koi. That's, yes. That and that's gonna be like seven. <laughs> sequels yeah that yeah yeah it's a <laughs> tv series it. really and all we do is we always cast us and youtube celebrities yeah they're, they're so, <laughs> so davy wavy wavy's running around without a shirt without a shirt whole time just in Actually, his little underwear. In his underwear yeah just little yeah. tiny and there's koi you know and catching on to his right, legs and right and we of course have to write in the script that, that i make out with him yeah. so it's good <laughs> but really he's my boyfriend so you're (laughs) fine yeah 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 love it i love that okay you know what you talked to me a little bit about this song during our coffee thing i wanted to bring it up if you watched the american idol because Mm -hmm. it's the last season it is the last season they brought kelly clarkson who was 812 months pregnant with her second child (laughs) yes that poor woman she's like i'm done yeah done yeah um she's uh pregnant with her son they brought her on because she was of course was the first season winner Mm -hmm. uh she has been hugely successful Right. Since she won. And they wanted her to perform. She performed a song that she wrote herself while she was pregnant with Mm. her daughter, uh, her first child. And everybody's talking about this clip because it was so emotional. I mean, you have, what's his name? The country singer, Keith Urban. Yes. Just, he can't control, he's bawling. He's crying his eyes out. Half the people in the audience are bawling. J-Lo doesn't even know how to make her Botox, you know, wear off. Because you can see she's so intense, but nothing moves. Um, You know what I mean? It's it's just this this overwhelming emotional Mm -hmm. response. Mm -hmm. And what's great is Kelly is... A, an amazing singer yeah. and she is delivering oh this she even breaks down in the song anyways yeah, it was she an has amazing, to take a moment to just yeah. kind of it was an amazing yeah. performance well and it's about it's about her you know you, you'll hear it in the song yeah. it's about her yeah. father leaving and this whole thing but yeah and here, how she began to believe it's again so, it's, in love it and is beautiful having though. a good man yeah and actually. a good father mm, so. it's so good here it is piece by piece you are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome, welcome. This has been a great show. Remember, if you happen to accidentally miss this show, you can catch it tomorrow on iTunes and on our hotmesssunday.com page. So feel free to do that. If you go to iTunes, please subscribe to Outspoken and rate us on there. We you would know, love you immensely. You know what we're about to do? Mm-hmm. Get dressed in tuxes. And go be fabulous on a stage. Exactly. As we told you, tonight is the Red Ribbon Gala. Mm -hmm. And it is put on 
for both the Spokane A's Network and for Grant Ogren's birthday. Yeah. It is because it is tonight. The president of the board, it's his birthday tonight, (laughs) and he's got something special as a gift to all of you. See, maybe he planned this perfectly. I know. Mm -hmm. He knows what he's doing. But here's the thing. And so, Grant, if you're listening, I think he tried to call Kurt, but we're using his phone. (laughs) Sorry about that. So, you might just wait about 10 minutes. Yeah. But if you do. Uh, want to support an amazing cause, there are still tickets available. Mm-hmm. Tickets are available at the door. You just have to come down. Doors open for 4.30 yeah. at 304 West Pacific Avenue. It is behind the Laser Quest it building. Is, yeah. It is the historic Washington Cracker Company building. It is. So show up there, 4 o'clock, or 4.30, 5 o'clock area. Mm-hmm. Buy your tickets at the door and come and have fun. You can meet Sergey and I. We're yeah. more than happy to say hi. We might even, you know, make fun of you from the stage. Who doesn't want that? Kurt <laughs> doesn't want that, but it's happening well, anyways. <laughs> Kurt secretly wants it. He told me once. Right? Just once. Just conclude me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. they've changed a lot of things this year. They've changed the venue. They've changed the menu. Uh, the the venue. The, the menu. menu. Do you know what they didn't change? What? Us. Us. I know. We... And that's because you don't fix what's not broken. So ah, you're welcome. There you go. So. Good job. Good job. You know it. Uh, they hired us again, so that's fine. Um, but anyways, we uh, we'll we'll see you there, and then we will see you next week. <laughs>